Hey listeners, this is Jamie Andelin, and this episode is a republish of one of my most listened to podcast episodes of the past. Enjoy! This is the podcast where I help married women who are struggling with low sexual desire actually look forward to and enjoy sex with their spouses. And because every sexual problem is a couple problem, then of course, everyone is welcome here. Hello, this is an exciting episode for me because I have a special guest. My special guest is my husband. Hey babe, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Darren Andalyn. Uh Let's see here, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. 42, uh, some of my hobbies, I like to garden, I keep bees, uh, I enjoy making crafts like soaps and lotions and uh, my wife teases me that if there's a harder way to do it, then I'll do it that way. That is true. Instead of buying vanilla like everybody else, I'll age my vanilla for six months to a year. Yeah, we have to make the vanilla. Yes, we do. It yeah. tastes better, so much better. Mm. And let's see what else. Uh, I like sex a lot. <laughs> my gosh. But I guess that's why we're here talking, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's not just sex you like. No, it's not. <laughs> what else do it's you like? It's the connection. It's the connection being together. I thought you were going to say, like, you. I love you. Yeah, the connection with you. Oh, okay. Connection. Uh, I don't talk very much. Uh, usually I run out of words by the time I get home from work. <laughs> yeah, I joke around that he only has a certain number of words he can use per day. And by the end of the day, sometimes he's used that allotment. Yes, I have. <laughs> So this is a lot for him. He has been up since 1 a.m. Yeah. And he had to go to work, and it is now 6.30 in the evening. Yep. And so he's definitely used up a lot of words. So this is really, we are very lucky to have him today. Well, there are so many other things about Darren and what make Darren, and he's just kind of one of those people you have to know to to know. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, I am really grateful that you actually wanted to record this episode with me. I've been thinking about this episode for a long time and have been wanting to find the time to record this together. But originally, when when we decided to make this episode, it was just inspired from a conversation we were having in the car while we were driving and you actually said something to me do you remember what you said that inspired the conversation yeah we're talking about a relationship how it's evolved over uh, our marriage we've been married for 20 years now and I've initiated sex uh, for the majority of the time and I realized that uh, we got to a place where you started initiating sex more often than me. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, what we're going to dig into is your pain that you had experienced. It's important to to bring our hearts into the work that that we're doing here and evolving our sexual relationship with each other. Touching on the pain points is pretty important, but when we started recording, well, I wanted to record like 
last week at some point. So we were sitting down, we were writing up some notes and, and not an agenda, but just kind of like an, a timeline, kind of like what we were going to go over in the episode. And it was really hard for me. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. It was like you started talking about your pain and like hard things that he'd gone, that you had gone through. And it started triggering memories for me of hard things that I went through. And it was just really, really painful. And I had to take a break. I noticed that. Yeah. It was hard to relive that. So it was like your pain connected to my pain. And it was awful. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we'll get through this without uh, experiencing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, there were just things that we hadn't really, or maybe that I hadn't really talked about. I had known your pain, but I hadn't let some of those things come to the surface. And so when they were kind of resurfacing, I was really surprised about that. Um, so yeah, anyway, so we kind of had to take a break. I kind of had to process through some of that and work through some of it. And now we're here to talk about Darren's pain and not mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we do want to, we, we wanted to start the episode with kind of addressing what some of his challenges were and the pain that he had gone through. So we will be starting with the stinky start. If you've been listening to this podcast all along and you've listened to all the episodes, then you know I've been taking us on a journey and introducing lots of steps that it takes to go from avoiding sex with your spouse and the challenges that are that come along with that to looking forward to and enjoying sex with your spouse and the the wonderment and the delight that happens and all the love and the freedom and the, the gloriousness that is on the other side of that. Um, so in this episode, we were, we we're going to be starting with the pain and the suffering and the stinky start and the yuckiness and all the challenges and the, you know, the stuff that that so many of us know and understand um, when sex is a challenge. And then we're going to be making our way to the happily ever after, which is delighting in our spouses. And and we're going to be talking about the steps and the journey and the skills and the things that we had to go through in order to be where we are today. And so just know that we will end with where we are currently at today and enjoying each other and our sex life being great. Um, but first we will be beginning with the stinky start. So if this was a movie, you know, this would, this would be the challenging, the hard part, starting with that and then going through the process, the, the messy middle, and then getting to the end, which is the, the happily ever after where we get to just enjoy each other and, and not argue and be confused and frustrated about sex anymore. Okay, Darren, when you look back at the time in our marriage when our biggest frustration was our sexual relationship and it was just really frustrating between us, what was going through your head and your heart during that time? Uh, it was a very difficult time in life. Uh, I felt like uh, you didn't love me. I, w I felt rejected. I felt like... You prioritize the kids over me and that you would choose them. Um, it was just really difficult. Yeah. Really painful. That would be really painful. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. 
thinking about all the things I could do to make it better and nothing was working. Um, that must be really hard to be like racking your mind with like everything you could possibly do to make things better and doing it. And then it, you weren't getting like the results you wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So frustrating, yeah. rejected, hated it, hated it. Felt like you, that your wife didn't love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really painful. Yeah. So can you remember what some of the things were that you did to try to fix? Yeah, I, I thought, well, maybe it's the hormones. So I'd buy hormone stuff, yeah. you know, give it to you. Uh, herbal libido Yep, I still have those. And, you know, I, I threw them away. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd buy lingerie, I'd buy toys, I'd buy books. Uh, we'd have the talk, you know, try to, like, figure out what I could do. Um, I was doing the dishes every day, the chores constantly. Cause I thought, you know, it, it, I don't know, like that would make a difference. I was trying to earn sex from you. Like, Hey, look at me. Um, gosh, we, what else? I, we even had a talk where you said, well, what do you prefer? What do you want? Quantity, quantity or quality? I said, quality. And I said, okay, I'll give you quality then. And, uh, I don't know. Um, sometimes I felt like you weren't, well, not sometimes, a lot of times I felt like you just weren't in it. You just laid there. Yeah, yeah. So even if there was, like, quality over quantity, I might be thinking, gosh, okay, hopefully he thinks this is quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was, like, the same, pretty much. Um <laughs> And so that was very frustrating. Um, and then I remember you saying phrases like, well, we have eternity to figure this out, which is super frustrating. I don't want to wait for eternity to figure this out. Yeah. If we can't figure it out, there won't be an eternity. That's what yeah. I was thinking or what I thought. Like, I don't know if I can go on forever yeah. struggling like this, like – and why when yeah. we could figure it out and enjoy now why wait till 10 20 30 years from now <laughs> to finally enjoy seriously and then we're all yeah what? um we want to hear i know you've yeah. used up all your words but <laughs> we want to know <laughs> no it doesn't apply oh yeah um what else would you do uh so here's something i did do not do this um, so I'd say, you know, Hey, let's have sex. And he'd say, Oh, we just had sex like two days ago. And it had really been like two or three weeks ago. Um, it felt like it, two days. Yeah. And so I actually kept track on my phone of the last time we had sex and who initiated. And so. Because like, what was your reasoning for oh, that? To, to prove you wrong. <laughs> No. Oh, it was awful. It seriously was. It's, it's like, so I was like, ha, ah, I'm going to get her, you know, hey, let's have sex. Oh, was, no, we had sex yesterday. It's like, no, look at my phone, yeah. you know, and then. Did just, it work? No, it did not work. <laughs> did I feel open to sex? <laughs> no, you did not. So please don't do that. I was like, oh, you're right. It has been six days. Wow. I really, <laughs> really excited now. 
<laughs> have sex. Yeah, something that happened often between us was like he would feel like it had been two or three weeks or months even between sex and I always felt like it was like a day. Mm-hmm. Like didn't we just have sex just yesterday? Sex. Yeah. Like I don't understand. And so yeah. we can laugh about that now, but during the time it was really a source of frustration for you because what did you like what was the meaning attached to that? Like I always felt like we had just had sex. Like what did you think that meant? Oh, you didn't like it, you didn't want it, didn't need it. I didn't care. You didn't think about it. You know, it's just like, oh, like back of your mind. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, it's hurtful. Um yeah. and then yeah, and I keep track of who initiated and it was you know, always, almost always me, um, and that, yeah, yeah, and that's why I stopped initiating, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, I, I, I kind of gave up, if you will, it's like, I'm, I'm tired of being hurt, mm. I'm tired of, um, you know, saying, hey, let's have sex, or, or however I said it, however I did it, however I initiated, um, you know, I was so tired of being hurt all the time. I said, you know what? If I don't expect it or I think it'll never happen again, I won't be hurt. And I, mm-hmm. I won't even ask anymore. I won't even try. Uh, if she wants to have sex, then she can ask me. It's pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's kind of risky. Did you feel like that was kind of risky to stop initiating, to stop trying? I don't know. Uh, maybe not risky. It was just like I, was, I thought, you know what? It's better than being hurt. It's better mm-hmm. than being rejected. Um, we would, like, even, uh, um, you know, trying to kiss you or touch you in non-sexual ways, you'd push my hand away or, or cringe or, you know, pull away. And remember you tell me, you know, several times that you thought everything would lead to sex, that I was, if I touched you in your butt, you thought I was thinking about sex and wanted to get you naked. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so, so interesting because I thought you ev- like you were making everything sexual, but really what was happening is I was turning it all sexual in my mind. Yeah, you were. I was huh? sexualizing every single touch, every single look, and because of that, and not in a good way, it was like instantly like negative, like oh, all he wants is sex. Yeah, and and. and- you pushing me away was so instinctual that you didn't even know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd call you out on it several times. And you're like, no, I didn't. Or you like, you would have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. It was mindless almost mm-hmm. like it was like such a habit Yeah, that like, like I remember like I'd be like doing the dishes or something and you'd come up behind me and like put your arms around me and kiss me and I'd kind of like shrug you off. Yeah. And then you would say like, why do you push me away like that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't. Uh. And you were like, yeah, you did. It was awful. Oh, yeah. oh it's really, really painful. Because yeah. it's like, I was, I'm your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm this person you chose to love and evolve with. And for us, it's an eternal thing. Mm-hmm. And so you must have felt so much pain thinking, is this really what I signed up for? Right. And it's not that I'm thinking, you know, you're my wife and... And you owe me this. It's not that at all. It's it's we're my wife and we're a partner. 
or it's a partnership and it's we love each other we want to uh be close to each other and be intimate and and you know share that experience together and felt like you didn't want any of that yeah and you just didn't feel like i was choosing you yeah it was like a, a more like a business transaction you know raising the kids and keeping the house going and it's like yeah. where's the love yeah i had somebody pretty to look at um that's about it yeah you can correct me if i'm wrong too darren but i also remember times when you know maybe i would say okay let's have sex tonight like i'll get ready and i'll be ready for it tonight and you'd be like, okay. And then you'd come home and we'd go through the routine and then that night would come. Mm-hmm. And guess what would happen? Uh, we'd be kissing, cuddling, whatever. And then you'd just like roll over and put your back to me and go to sleep. It's like I couldn't do it. Yep. Oh, that, it made it, oh it. that made it worse. It was so bad. I know you would say to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna say we're gonna have sex, then please, you know, let's do it. But if you're not going to, please don't tell me we're going uh-huh. to. Oh yeah. Talk about a letdown. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would happen frequently. Um you know, so I'd or I'd say, All right, well let's let's plan it. Yeah, or no, sorry. It's, I'd like say, uh, yeah. So first, it'd be like, all right, let's have sex. And, and when I say let's have sex, it, you know, it, it's not like how I ask. <laughs> Just to be clear, well, maybe it right. was. Sometimes it <laughs> <Maybe>. was. <laughs> hey, so you wanna? <laughs> yeah, you wanna? No. I'm like, so mm-hmm. it's like it can be several different ways of asking, but that's just. Maybe no words were used sometimes. Yeah. And, and then sometimes you would mm-hmm. say, I mean, we would have that talk. Like, you'd be like, hey, so, you know, I'm kind of feeling like we need to have some, you know, we would like to make love or, like, we should be having more sex and I love you and, like, mm-hmm. this is something that I want to do more often and, mm-hmm. you know. But, so right. Let's plan it in. Like, what yeah. would be a good idea? Or maybe you'd even, like, take me out and... I remember one time after a date, you taking me to a hotel to surprise me, you know, really, you know, trying really hard to create these like romantic experiences mm-hmm. and just with the hope that I'd be like, you'd be able to connect with me and, yeah. and reach me. Kids are at home. I can't, I can't relax. Okay. Get a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll work. Um, um, yeah. So it's like. Or let's go on vacation, you know, maybe if we're out, you know, for gone for seven days, maybe she can relax enough to, Mm -hmm. to enjoy sex with me. And, and maybe sometimes, yeah, that did happen. But I remember a time sitting on the beach in Hawaii, just crying because I thought, gosh, like how, if I can't just get excited and enjoy sex here, where literally all of our distractions and obstacles are removed and I'm sitting on the most relaxing beach ever in my life and I can't get myself excited about sex, then, like, there's got to be something wrong with me. And maybe at that point you thought so, too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's why, I, yeah, I, yeah. What's, wrong? I, what's wrong? Yeah. Um, yeah, what I was trying to say earlier is, you know, if we 
if we planned it in, you'd say, no, I, I, you know, I get nervous. I can't do it. I think about it all day. I don't like I get the nervous. pressure. I don't like the pressure. Okay. Well, then we'll be spontaneous. No, I can't be spontaneous. I need to plan it in. I need to prepare for it. Yeah. Get ready for it. And it's like, well, which one do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah, so that was frustrating. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing a lot of that because that explains what it it does look like from your perspective when sex is frustrating when the wife is avoiding sex when sex is just a source of contention in the relationship and that's where a lot of husbands are um and thank you so much for sharing that it's not easy to to relive that and to talk about the pain no it's not so i'm really sorry for your suffering thank you it's sad to remember though it is um, I think the husband's pain is really important to address because I think when, as we were talking about this, I just want to point out that pain isn't really about the lack of sex. The husband is feeling the pain of noticing that his wife's capacity to feel intimate with him has stopped growing. Would you like to add anything to well, that? Well, I just think like the, the hardest, probably the hardest um, thing or most difficult thing was uh, just how I constantly felt rejected. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, you know, going back to, you know, touching Jamie and she'd push her hand, I was like, push my hand away, not even realizing it. And it's, and that was more painful than not having sex. It's just like, like I, I, I don't know. I can't think of the word, but it's. Um, you question my love for you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really that's it, really hard. Yeah, it's like yeah, like I I disgust her. You know, she doesn't want me touching her. Yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, and so that's why I, that's why I think it's important to point out that like, it's not really hey, we're not having enough sex, it's more like, wait, is there, is the love lost here? Is, is my wife disgusted by me? Is something wrong with her? Is, you know, is she not able to connect with me and to feel love towards me? Does she not desire me? Like, these are the Mm -hmm. core of the struggles. It's not sex, you know, because when you feel truly loved and chosen and desired and connected and intimate with someone and they aren't going to have sex with you in that moment, it, it, you don't feel rejected. Yeah. A sex can be the physical manifestation of your, your intimate or your, uh, your, your relationship. Yeah. Right. How, yeah. Right. If, if you have a really good relationship, uh, good sex yeah it seems pretty natural right mm-hmm, right um i think that a lot of husbands maybe they don't realize they're doing this but they use sex as a gauge to see where their wife is at in her own development and her own well-being and also where the marriage is at if sex seems to be something that kind of flows and is easy and connecting and it's evolving and getting better and then then he uses that to know, like, okay, our relationship is good. It, it mm-hmm. It's 
it's growing in the right ways. My wife is being taken care of. She, you know, doesn't have unmet needs. Like everything's pretty flowing mm -hmm. pretty well. And if sex is a source of contention, a source of struggle and, you know, it's not flowing pretty easily. He uses that as a gauge to say something's not okay here. Yeah. And we need to put some attention there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we need to have more sex. And what's really being said is, eh, it seems like something's wrong and we need to f fix this. Yeah. Something's off in our relationship or with you or with me and, and it needs some attention. Mm -hmm. But it does come out because he doesn't know how to articulate it. And so he says like, mm -hmm. hey, there's a lack of sex bringing me down here. Yeah. I think that's a Green Day song. She says it's lack of sex that's bringing me down. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Do you know that song? So I went to a whore. She said my life's a bore. She says it's lack of sex that's bringing me down. Did you know that was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or did funny. she go to a shrink? The shrink. I went to a shrink. <laughs> Anyway, we all know that song. <laughs> so anyway, it's not really like the lack of sex that's dragging things down. It's the husband's awareness that the wife is unable to turn to her spouse sexually that's giving him red flags. It's saying like, hey, something's not right here. It needs some attention. Would you add anything to that? I just agree with that. You agree with it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, so while you were talking, Darren, I started thinking, okay, so really he's not, he wasn't saying like, I just need more sex. You, you were saying to me, I want to feel chosen. I want to feel connected. I want to feel loved and mm -hmm. desired. And I want that love to be flowing between the two of us. And another term that I thought of too was like, you wanted a good friend in mm -hmm. me. And I wasn't really offering that to you. Like to like jerk away from you when you touched me or to say, yeah, I'll have sex with you and then not do that later. Like that's not very good friendship qualities. Right. You know, and, and true intimacy actually means like deep connecting friendship. And so when you don't have that in your marriage, that's really painful, really painful. I mean, people don't want to stick in relationships like that when they feel like the other person isn't offering them true friendship and isn't being a good friend. You know, it's not like you expect sex from your friends, but it's like if you're going to say you're going to do something and you don't follow through enough. Like that's a quality that isn't helping your intimate relationship grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say it, it, it's worse. makes it worse mm -hmm. by far. Um, and it's just that quality of someone saying, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'd love to do this thing with you later. And then not showing up. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's sex or something else like that hurts. It's mm -hmm. not okay. But in a marriage relationship, the sexual relationship is a good gauge for are we being good friends to each other? Are we evolving in this way that we need? Are we getting closer to intimacy or further away from it? Yeah. 
I think husbands are really good. One of their jobs is to gauge his wife and and to be able to say like, hey, is she okay? Is everything okay with her? And it's true that when a woman is avoiding sex, there are actually a lot of things going on with her that that do need attention. Um, and so he a good husband is going to be right on the mark with that. Like things aren't how they need to be. She's, she, she's not feeling like a whole woman. She's not, she's not feeling taken care of. There are things in her life that deserve to be exposed, like her desires and her, her wants and her needs, not just sexually, but non-sexual desires and needs aren't being addressed. And the husband's noticing this and he may not consciously be aware and be able to articulate that that's what's going on but there's a feeling that he has that something's not right and it deserves attention and so I think when the husband can be aware of that when a woman's sexual relationship is a source of struggle there are personal things going on with her that deserve attention there might even be some things like dynamics in the relationship or the marriage that need some attention some evolving like maybe the it's time for the husband to evolve in some certain ways so that she can feel more attracted to him or desire him a lot of times they'll have relationship dynamics that are just not very good for a man and a woman you know sometimes it's like child parent relationships. Like I hear women joke around a lot about how like their husband feels like another child they have to take care of, you know, or, um, he's, you know, I used to even joke around, like I had four kids and then my husband, you know, it's like that dynamic isn't, isn't good in, in a marriage or like not seeing their husband as like a man, but seeing him as just another part of the family, a person that's there to help them get things done but not really a man first, you know, this individual, you know. And so those relationship dynamics do need to have, need to be worked on. And and so if sex is a struggle, it, it it's a sign that like the woman has some things going on personally that she needs to pay attention to. And the man has some things he needs to do so, and change so that, the re- the sexual relationship can evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think it's ever just one person's fault uh, for lack of sex in the in the relationship. Uh, I learned a lot of things that I needed to change. I needed to work on. So, what were some of those things that you decided to work on and change? Uh, for one, I decided I was going to stop buying stuff for you. What's funny about that is. I spent way more money on lingerie and toys and books and gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Uh, way more on that stuff than your course would have cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, uh, but anyways, uh, so I, I stopped buying that. It's not working. Um, and I'm just going to try to connect em- emotionally to you Mm. Um, yeah so connecting to me to different parts of me that maybe you hadn't really done before mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know 
I think one of the pivotal things in our relationship was we're on a walk and you told me uh, some of the effect of that you don't like sex, you don't like pee in the V, that doesn't feel good to you. Penis and vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it. Um, yeah, you just didn't like it. You didn't enjoy it. And I was devastated. Mm. I was just crazy. I was just like... Something that I've been trying to get you to do for so long. And you finally just came out and told me you don't like it. Um, I thought at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done trying to initiate. I'm done trying to have sex. Um, yeah. If she wants to, she can let me know. And uh, I'd oblige her. Yeah, out of obligation. It, yeah, it's just like, uh, it's so frustrated. And so I was just like, you know, it's, I think I even said like, it's not even an option. Just forget it. Yeah. Um, like you just totally took sex off the table as if like it's not even a thing that yeah. is an option in our relationship. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was giving up. Probably was. Um, like I'm done done fighting this losing battle um yeah yeah um i'm sure i pulled away you know a little bit I'm sure he's grumpy yeah didn't uh, talk very much didn't talk and uh, you know but at the same time like trying to connect uh it took me a while to come to a realization that I can have sex again. Um, I remember yeah. sex had become something that where there wasn't so much pressure around anymore for me. And so I felt a little more free and open to it. And I don't know if that's what you were trying to accomplish with taking sex off the table and not making it an option. But it finally freed up from some space for me to start thinking like, well, do I want sex? Because the whole time it had been, Darren wants sex. Darren wants sex. We have to have sex so he can be happy, so he can feel like our relationship is good. You know, all this stuff. And then, I'm not saying any of that is right. I'm just saying that's what was going on in my head. So when you decided to drop the expectation and, and sex became completely optional, I don't know how long it was, but I did start thinking to myself, do I want sex? And I remember thinking, well, yeah, it's important to me that I have a relationship with my husband in which our sexual relationship is existent and, you know, that exists. And and if it's going to exist, I would like it to be good. I would like it to yeah. be enjoyable. Yeah. But I didn't have the freedom to start thinking for myself until that expectation was was dropped. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's something that everyone should do, but it's just kind of interesting and that does happen for a lot of my clients. If if they really truly get the vibe from their spouses that sex is optional and not n- needed and there's no pressure or obligation around it, they kind of feel the freedom mm-hmm. to start thinking well, what do I want for me? Yeah, I think a couple other things happened during that time. Uh, we were able to have a, some several good talks about you pulling away whenever I touched you. 
mm-hmm. and that you know this is not sexual touch yeah. um and you, you were you finally noticed it and you were able to stop doing that so that helped a, a ton yeah and so then you were able to touch me without me thinking everything leads to sex so mm-hmm. i stopped thinking everything was sexual mm-hmm. that there was connection that we could have a physical relationship that wasn't centered around sex happening yeah um and you proved that to me too because you would hug me and kiss me and hold my hand and snuggle with me and didn't try to have sex with me mm-hmm. you know and so after a little while i was like hey wait a minute the, not that i was like hey you don't want to have sex with me but i was uh-huh. like wow i can actually believe that what he was saying like he just wanted to love me he just mm-hmm. wanted to to touch me and be with me and connect with me and i i think i can believe that that's true yeah yeah and it is it sounds like a uh contradiction where i said i you know i tried connecting emotionally but at the same time you know when i decided not to have sex anymore it was frustrating you know and, and i kind of pulled away a little bit it, it sounds contradictory and, and i'm sure it is a little bit um it, so i hope you understand it yeah it took me a while to get over that you know once i uh, decided it took me a while to come to that realization. Oh, yeah. But then afterwards, it's like, all right, I'm just going to try to connect emotionally, um, draw towards her. And, and what helped was being able to touch her or touch you. Yeah. Um, and cuddle and kiss and, you know, just be together, enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember one time just starting to kiss and then like starting to make out. And I was like, Oh, like this hasn't happened in a while. And I, but because I believed that it didn't have to go to sex if I didn't want it to, and that you weren't gonna, you know, be grumpy if it didn't lead to sex that, you know, making out is good too. Like, I actually felt myself, like, getting aroused for the first time in a long time. And I was like, whoa, like, is this okay? (laughs) (laughs) Am I allowed to feel this way with my husband? (laughs) Without him saying, like, we're going to have sex tonight, you know? Like, I remember that being like, wait, is this my idea? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want this to happen? Like, oh, my gosh. But that was really good for me to have that. That was good. (laughs) <laughs> how nice <laughs> yeah and i i know and i and it made me see that like i wanted that to happen you know for me and so i think in whatever way you you know you can just and i'm talking to the listeners here it's like really letting go of that expectation of penis and vagina being like the ultimate goal mm-hmm. you know yeah now i ask you this do you enjoy sex Yes, I do. Do you you like penis and the vagina? I do. I like penis and vagina, but I like so many other things too. But that's not always my goal, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And does that make you feel sad when I say that? No, it doesn't. No, I just wanted to show that, you know, we talked about how you 
thought you didn't like it and didn't like sex. I and, didn't, and now but, I do. But you do. Something else I did was I stopped doing chores expecting sex. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I noticed just, that. I just did chores, you know, helped out. Um, and Like if you saw the dishes need to be done, you would do the dishes. I just did them. Not yeah. thinking, oh, man, this is a... Oh, this will get me laid tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know? Hopefully. Yeah, it's crossing just, my fingers. It's just, yeah, I stopped uh, correlating, you know, anything correlating to, sex. to set anything to sex. Yeah, because I even remember being on dates with you and feeling that pressure like, oh gosh, when we go home, he's going to expect sex because I think you did. Not like I expect you to do this because you're my wife, but like that's what. That's what we do, you know, because <laughs> I want to. I want to have sex with you. So after yeah. the date, you know, yeah, have sex. A, there's a reason why we stall and go home when we thought the kids were asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that pressure for me, and I'm not saying you made the pressure. I just had the pressure in my mind, like this is expected later. But when I had enough evidence that it really was optional, I feel like that's when I got to choose for myself, like, if I really wanted to have sex or not. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily think about it on the date, like, okay, I have to have sex later. But we would just enjoy our time together. I started noticing you do that on mm-hmm. our dates. And just times when we were together, there wasn't a lot of, there was just a lot of connecting between us and you seeing me as like a, a whole woman with thoughts and and dreams and wisdom and goals and worries and concerns and you became interested in those things. Mm-hmm. You know, you would ask me like, how are you doing as a mother? How are you feeling as a mother? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just things like that, which really made me feel like, wow, he, he really sees me. He's, you know, he's not just taking me out to dinner so that hopefully we can have sex later. You know, he, he really sees me as a whole woman. Yeah, you are a whole woman. An amazing woman that I love so much. I want to be with. In so many ways. So many ways. In all all the ways. All the ways. (laughs) All right, listeners. So my husband (laughs) wants to talk about how great our sex life is now. Because, (laughs) oh, that talking about where it used to be is just. I know. It's like. So not present day (laughs) so long ago i know we're different people so where are we now darren what does our sex life look like now great it's amazing um i know when we had to pause because we were waiting for our son to he was making a smoothie or something in the blender so there's this loud noise in the background i was thinking we should just go have sex real quick and then come back and finish (laughs) the podcast (laughs) like I've thought of it a few times during this yeah. episode. Like, let's just go, instead of talking about it, let's just go do it, okay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, yeah, can you describe? Like, I remember, I remember, but, this is during the pandemic. Um, we would, you know, you were still working. I was still working. We, The only thing that changed for us, really, was our kids weren't going to school. So our kids were home all the time. Mm-hmm. You were working, I was working, and every single Saturday and Sunday morning, we would lay in bed till like 11 a.m., and we would just be together, Mm -hmm. and we would 
you know, do all kinds of fun things. We'd be making out. We'd be having all kinds of sex. And it would just be, <laughs> it was really cool. We have four kids. And so getting to that place where I was able to let go and relax and just be with you in the mornings instead of feeling like, oh, I have to get up. I have to take care of everything. I have to take care of everyone. And you would just, you know, have to reassure me that everything was okay. It was like we got to this place where it was just so almost magical to just like really spend that quality time together and be able to let everything else go. I remember yeah. those being some really, really good times for us. Yeah, me too. Do you have some good memories? Like yeah. to describe our sex life now. Yeah, I do. I think it's great. Um, I'd say you initiate more than I do right now, uh, which is awesome. And have for a long time. Yes, you have for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a problem, though, is it? Like, I don't feel like mm. I'm like, gosh, now I'm initiating. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, I'm just like because I want to. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I want to have sex, I'll initiate it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it when you initiate sex. Uh I, I do. It's Well, of course it, I w- initiate it. I want to have sex. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I don't worry thinking, "Oh my gosh, when's the next time we're going to have sex?" Um I definitely put sex back on the table. Um just because I I, I have it on the table. So it it makes it more fun and easy mm-hmm. to just be like, of course, sex is something we're gonna do. Yeah, um, you know, we both give and you know we both take and no receive. receive. I use the word receive. Give and receive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That sounds better. <laughs> Erase. Yeah, I know. Cut what you that mean. out. We both <laughs> give and receive. Um, sometimes Jamie gets a little selfish, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't call it selfish. Uh, what do you call it? Receiving. Receiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I think it's more like taking. <laughs> okay. You can call it whatever you want, yeah. I guess. Uh, no, I, I think you're uh, more, much more vocal uh, and assertive, maybe is the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell me what you want, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take more charge in bed mm-hmm. uh, whereas before you're just a, a passive participant oh yeah uh, just like my there. heart's totally in it now i'm yeah. like i'm choosing you to be here i want to be here and you yeah. can totally sense yeah, that this is what i want uh this is how i want it mm-hmm. uh, i love it um i but- used to like i used to frustratingly tell you what I wanted because I didn't really know what I wanted so I'd be like well let's try this well that didn't work well let's try this well that didn't work I don't like that and I'd be like frustrated about it Mm -hmm. but now I'm so much more just like curious I'm like "Ooh, let's try this and if Mm -hmm. it if it doesn't work I'm like oh okay let's try something else you know I'm just really curious yeah yeah and that was frustrating for me like going back real quick you know you'd expect me to figure out the way your body worked when (laughs) you didn't even know how it worked I know it's so true. I talk about yeah. this in my course, like how important it is for women to to understand how their bodies work and not expect their spouse to figure it out, but for the women to figure it out. And then I like show you, I'm like, look at this. Yeah. Look what my body can do. Look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, we, I mean, you climax almost 100% of the time now when we have sex. I make sure I do. Yeah. It's a priority. Yeah. Instead of 
just you know making sure you get it over with and then we can move on i'm like uh you better believe i'm gonna be having sex and climaxing and experiencing pleasure there's even times too where like I'm like, hey, I intend on having sex with you, so you better get in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better clean up, yeah. you know, and you're like, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just really expressing what I want. And I, it's not just the expressing, but I spend time figuring it out and thinking about it and then telling you. Yeah, you're not a passive participant anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we have sex more often? than we did when sex was a struggle oh definitely yeah definitely i don't feel like sex became like having more sex was our goal though now no i don't think it is or was um it just naturally happened and now i mean we could we could go i don't know a couple weeks and i wouldn't think oh my gosh marriage sucks mm-hmm. this is so hard yeah it's because the sex is good and you know i'm more mature and it's you know if we haven't had sex in you know a couple of weeks and really look at it and say well i've been out of town or i've been working late or or this or that or you she's know. been sick she's busy she's yeah overwhelmed. yeah and, and it's and i don't think oh my gosh you know she doesn't love me anymore and we need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed too that you'll, like, if, if it's been a little while, I think both of us sense that and we're like, oh, we, you know, we want to, we want mm-hmm. to have sex, but it's not this like, we got to hurry and have sex and get it over with. It's like, we really want to connect in that way. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we just really want to be together. And it becomes this like, okay, how can we be together? What do we need to do so that we can be together and enjoy? our sexy time together you know and and sometimes it might be like i do need to finish something or or you need you know something done or you know i need help with all my list of things to do or whatever and it's not from a place of like so and then you can have sex when all this stuff is done but it's like we get to go there together and and we'd both be able to enjoy it if some of this weight was lifted off of us from our lives you know, yes. and then we can go to that place together. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> okay, so some of the skills that you developed then that brought us from sex being something I avoid and something that is just a challenge in our marriage to sex being something we both look forward to and enjoy together is you had to develop patience. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you want to add anything to that? Uh And part of that is you had to practice sex not being an urgent need or a drive that should be answered to. Mm -hmm. You know, you you had to really work on believing that sex is a place you go with me and not something you need from me. Yeah. Yeah. Or not something you do, but somewhere we go together and we get to share in that together. And then another thing you needed was a lot of perseverance because... (laughs) (laughs) I think that sometimes and I've noticed this with my clients and in myself it's like you can be doing all the right things and a woman like me a self-respecting woman Mm -hmm. isn't going to open her heart super easily Mm -hmm. you know she's not going to just all of a sudden be like 
oh, this, you know, okay, I really desire sex now. Like, she's waiting to see, like, are you invested in me as a whole woman? Do you really, like, see me? Do you really hear me? You know, do can I trust you? Can I really trust you to just love me? Like, even if sex was off the table, would you really love me? Mm. You know, like, she's... She's waiting to like see. And so sometimes that takes some time. And so mm. you develop some perseverance, even when I would like test you a little bit, you know, you had to develop that. Yeah, I did. And then another thing was like truly giving and just not doing things for sex in return, which you mentioned that. Mm. And also not needing sex as a validation of my love for you. Like looking at other areas of our lives together and letting that show you that I'm invested in you, not so yeah. much sex. You, you used to put a lot of... A lo- Emphasis on sex. Yeah. yeah like, sex meant I loved you. Sex mm-hmm. meant I chose you. Mm-hmm. Sex meant you were desirable. Yeah. Sex meant you were a man. And so that yeah. there was just so much pressure. Oh, yeah. This study says happy married couples have sex X number of times mm-hmm. a day, you know, a week <laughs> or a month. Yeah. It's like... We're not meeting that standard. So I guess so, we're not in love. Like yeah. we better hurry. We better hurry and just meet those standards so that then I can believe that my mm-hmm. wife loves me. Yeah, you you dropped that and sex wasn't a validation of love. And so you were able to just give and love and do things without the validation mm-hmm. and just doing things because they're good things to do with mm-hmm. the one you love, not needing sex in return so that that was good and we talked about those skills so thank you for sharing that you're welcome so darren on this podcast i like to share with people some of the fears um that people have that keep them from practicing these skills or taking the steps that i talk about on this podcast episode And one of the fears that I have found that many husbands have is they are afraid that if they kind of drop the pressure around sex, that she won't want to have sex. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Totally. Do you remember feeling that fear? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I I guess I just got to the point where it's like it wasn't worth it anymore to me. Yeah. The rejection and the hurt wasn't worth it. Yeah. So it became um, like you were more willing to maybe never have sex again than to keep feeling hurt mm-hmm. by the trying to have yeah. sex and it not yeah. turning out the way you wanted to. So um, I don't really have a name for this fear right now, but I'm going to call it the fear of letting her choose. <laughs> Because that's kind of what it is. The fear of never having sex again. The fear of... Well, because it's not really about the sex. It's like maybe the fear of not being chosen. Yeah. You know? It's like, well, what if she doesn't choose me? What if she doesn't choose me in this way? And I imagine some people that will happen. Yeah. And it... I do know that it's hard and it's, it's very painful, but... I think it is worth the risk to kind of face this fear because don't you want to know if your wife chooses you or not? Yeah. And if she, you know, when you 
get to the place where she gets to choose you and and to choose a sexual relationship with you that is good I just feel like that's so beautiful to 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 really feel that instead of having sex with someone just to kind of like make sure the sex gets done. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different experience than really feeling chosen by your wife and you just have to take the risk of maybe like thinking what if she doesn't choose me? Well, let's just see how this goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when it does turn out it is really beautiful, but I think everyone fears that for a second. You just have to let go of that mm-hmm. that pressure so she can choose you. For sure. Yeah. So when I was aware of your pain, I got to this point where I realized I wasn't being a good friend to you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to be at the top of my list of everything that I chose and prioritized in my life. So I purposely and intentionally chose you, which then was like choosing our marriage. And I did a lot of thinking and I realized that you were the most important person and part of my life. And I wanted you to know that. I I wanted you to really know that and not have to wonder or worry. Yeah, I appreciate that. and I, I do know that now. Yeah. And feel that. I see that. Good. Because I really wanted you to feel chosen by me. And as much as I wanted to feel seen by you as a whole woman, I wanted you to feel seen and chosen by me as well. Mm-hmm. And I also f- wanted to let the sexual part of me have a voice because I knew that in order to for you to feel chosen by me, I had to enjoy sex mm-hmm. with you. And so I had to let this sexual part of myself, you know, have a voice. And so I got to know myself sexually and I learned how to increase my sexual desire. I learned how to make sex feel really good so that I was more tempted to have sex than to watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I started waking up turned on and I entered into what I sometimes refer to as like a love affair with myself. And this really, this really, really helped me just pay attention to the sexual part of myself. So I would start walking around just like for most of the day feeling really good and alive in my body. And as I was giving the sexual part of myself a voice, it felt really empowering. And I started having sexual desires and sexual needs or wants Mm. and and I did want a sexual relationship with you and that just made me feel so fantastic and I started paying attention to the reasons why I you know times where I didn't feel like turning to you sexually and times when I did and I started being really honest with myself and if there were so many obstacles getting in the way of having sex with you then I would actually change my lifestyle so that Mm. I could have sex and sometimes that meant something like taking naps during the day and planning those in so that I wasn't so tired at night or Mm. making sure I was eating often throughout the day because if my blood sugar was off then I was cranky and grumpy you know I if there was something I really wanted to to do I would 
I would make plans for that during the day so that when we were together, I wasn't thinking like, I have to read this book and I have to watch the show and I have to do all these things. You know, I, I started prioritizing my life differently so yeah. that I could spend that sexual time with you later. And also prioritizing relationships. I I was I would give so much to like friendships and and I think you mm. might have noticed that. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have anything left at the end of the day, you know, to really give to you and to choose you. And it's not like I'm giving myself to you, but it would it's more like giving my heart to you. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to give my heart to you. And so I just started re- like reprioritizing my life and I started paying attention to things I desired sexually, but then also non-sexually and kind of voicing those and making sure my, you know, desires were being met. And I just started feeling so much happier and um, more important to myself, (laughs) paid attention to. And I stopped dismissing myself so much. And then this helped my sexual desire grow. And... I would choose to pursue sex with you because it was important to me. Good sex with you was something I desired and I didn't want to dismiss my desires anymore. And so that was exciting that sex is something I wanted. So of course I would intentionally choose to turn on my desire often and I would choose to create arousal and then I was open to exploring myself sexually with you. I felt like that helped us kind of create the sexual relationship that works for both of us. It's one that we both want. It's not one or the other person wants it, but, you know, we're both here. So is there anything you want to share or add before you go? Yes. I had a lot of fun uh, discussing this with you. It's much better tonight than it was last time we tried this. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Your Turn on Desire, today. You might be thinking to yourself, okay, this all sounds very hard. Won't it be hard? And my answer is, yes, it will be hard. Not everybody wants to do this work. It's not important to everybody. It's hard to humble ourselves and take a look at where we might need to make some changes. It's hard to take responsibility for our behaviors that aren't very friendly in our marriages. It's hard to evolve, develop, and mature. Our human brains resist it so much. It can be very hard for women to decide to evolve themselves, to take the time to mature and develop the sexual part of themselves that just hasn't really had a voice or any attention in positive ways. It's hard to show compassion and understanding for your man's pain when it's not your experience. That's really hard. And for a man, It's hard to sometimes let yourself experience a wide range of emotions as you are persevering. And when you decide to connect to your wife on so many levels, not just sexually, as a whole woman, that's hard to do. The ability to be there for her and listen without fixing everything is really, really hard. And being a man who she can count on to love her as a whole woman To give her evidence that you are there and can be happy and available to her even when sex isn't happening. This creates trust and shows you're invested. This is really hard to do to remain steadfast and not get pouty or defensive. This is hard. Are others doing this work? 
right? Yeah, they are. And how are others doing this? Well, it's not easy, but it's simple. It's just developing the skills. Develop the skills of giving your desires attention, giving the sexual part of you a voice, choosing your man, taking action that shows you choose your man. Learn to have good sex. Learn how your body works and teach your husband. Receive the pleasure your man is offering you. Be a true giver. Don't give for something in return. Give because it's something truly good that you want to offer your spouse. Be patient. Persevere. Don't give sex so much pressure and don't use sex as a validation of everything in the relationship. Sex is a place you go together, not something you do. Don't create the idea that sex is an urgent need that needs answering to. Don't encourage your husband to masturbate because you don't want to answer that need. It's not a need. Don't masturbate to answer the need. It keeps the evidence going that sex is a drive or an urgent need that the man needs answering to. Be a physical presence in your wife's life, in the home and with the family. Be sincerely interested in each other. Why should we develop these skills at all? I mean, if it's so hard, and there's definitely more skills, you know, then why? Like, why should we do it? Because if we don't, then our marriages will end or they'll be miserable. Nobody wants to be in a marriage where they don't feel seen, loved, and chosen. It's so sad. You will feel stuck. You'll feel stuck as an individual not progressing in your life, and you'll feel stuck in your relationship. Resentment builds. Stress increases. Overwhelm increases. You'll be a bad example to your kids, and this pattern continues throughout marriages. If you're experiencing a sexually successful marriage, then please keep going. Go forth. Keep prospering and evolving because you're totally winning at life. If you're not experiencing a sexually successful marriage, that's because it's really freaking hard and most people can't do it without help and support and mentoring. And that's why I am here. I can help you. But exactly how? How can I help you? Well, right now, my online courses are available. Turn on your sexual desire and restore your sexual pleasure. Learn all the skills and the processes that I teach my clients that increase their sexual desire and pleasure. You can be like my client, Stacy, who lived with dread in the pit of her stomach when it came to her sexual relationship with her husband. After learning these skills in the first couple months of working with me, the pit was gone and she was able to look forward to sex for her. Her husband's sexual pleasure or desire wasn't her responsibility anymore. But sex was something she truly desired for herself. You can find the link to my online courses in my show notes. You can find it on my Instagram profile and on my website, coachingwithjamie.com. Jamie is two E's, J-A-M-E-E. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once?
They all keep setting up. I think. 